I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. I've always said that athletes make for the best patients. They're dedicated to their craft, follow instructions meticulously, and are results-oriented. But athletes are humans too, and they get sick sometimes. I'm super excited for this podcast because I'm speaking to someone that I consider a friend and truly respect this man's curiosity and drive to become the healthiest and best version of himself. He's a professional hockey player for the Montreal Canadiens, comes from a family of professional athletes, two of which play with him on the Canadiens, and considers himself a lifelong student who's attracted to outside-the-box thinking. This is the story of health and hockey with Rem Pitlick. Rem, so glad that you're on the show and great to see you, my man. Yes, likewise, Casper. It's been uh, a long time coming. It's been in the works. We've talked about it a lot, so I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. We have talked about it a lot, and I was thinking back to like how we got introduced. And you know, it was social media. And yeah. I didn't know you. And I just started getting onto Instagram. I was like posting stuff about health and you had reached out. And I just remember like, who is this kid Rem that's just asking all these questions? And it wasn't just like one question or two. It was like every other day was a, a new question. And I was so surprised that you'd get back to me all the time. I was really appreciative of that. No, it was, it was amazing because most people do ask questions on there. And I try to get back to everyone because most of the questions I feel like, all right, this is a good question. Let's, let's answer this and maybe like, you know, get into a discussion. And you kept going back and forth. And I was like, man, this guy's persistent. And it was yeah. like, you know, but you did have this curiosity to figure out like things about your health, about optimization, everything else. Did you always have like the drive to learn more? Yeah, I kind of think I was forced to at the same time, but just like kind of going back to that intro, like it, it was funny that you always responded because I was asking you, like I was sending you novels and they were not easy <laughs> questions to answer. They were like deep questions and you always got back to me. So it was great. And I, I guess, yeah, to answer your question, I think I always had it in me. You know, I'm, I'm really grateful that, you know, my dad played in the NHL and my mom was was an Olympic level gymnast. She was going to you know, be going to the Olympics, but she broke her leg. So I think it was pretty obvious I was going to be an athlete. It, it was really interesting. My mom was kind of the one who started me on this, this kind of like outside the box thinking. It was really weird because I, I did have my health challenges growing up just with, you know, I had like these weird coughs all the time, sometimes low energy and just different things like that, where I felt like I was always in the doctor's office. And my mom would be the one bringing me there. And then like, you know, the doctor would say like, Let, let's do this. And then we'd get done. My mom would grab the prescriptions for me. And then she'd be like, ah, I don't really like trust them. Like, you know, let's go to the chiropractor and like see what's going on <laughs> over there. Stuff like that. So like, I feel like my, my upbringing like brought me to that. And like this drive for my parents to succeed as athletes. And then my mom's kind of like outside the box thinking about health. Just it, it really kind of came about that way. And I feel like it just kind of kept going. And let's talk about that because you had some health challenges, but yet you were the supreme athlete, probably even when you were a child growing up. You're obviously a great athlete now playing professional hockey, but you did have these things that would show up and you'd kind of go into different doctor's offices and keep searching. Can you go into a little bit about that journey of, you know, being an athlete, but still having this idea of some sort of dysfunction or something that was preventing you from being optimally healthy? Yeah, I think it really comes back to the, our question that so many people ask, like nature versus nurture. And I think so much of like why I've developed this way is because of my environment, the people that have come to my life, 
I mentioned my mom, but uh, another person that comes to my mind is uh, it's funny. Like, you know, the NHL is a big business and agents and different things like that. And I'm lucky that, you know, an agent came into my life and uh, I was actually, this is, this is health related. You know, I was having, I was having these really weird hip flexor injuries. Like I could not even like skate anymore. It's getting to the point where like, I might not even be able to play hockey anymore. My, my hips were so weird and, you know, hockey players, you know, we're doing our workouts, our strides. It's, it's not like walking. They say it's not like mechanically how a human should move. And my hip flexors were just like terrible. I couldn't really skate anymore. And, uh, this, this guy came into my life from my best friend. He, he introduced me to him after I went through the gauntlet of chiropractors, naturopaths, physiotherapists, all of it. And, uh, this guy, you know, he's an agent, he's representing guys who are making a lot of money, a lot of money. And, um, you know, he, he basically like said, you know, let me take a look at you. And I reluctantly said, yeah. And he puts me on, on the table and he starts like sticking his finger in the roof of my mouth, like massaging the roof of my mouth. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on here? And then he gets me like this helmet, this like massage helmet that I'm wearing, like this back to the future, like helmet <laughs> on my head, like, and it's massaging my head. And then he's like, Hey, I want you to go see a, a chiropractor, like Nuka chiropractic. And then, you know, they play on the table. I'm not sure if you've had that type of adjustment, but it's just like a small little, they like push your atlas and it's nothing. And you get up and you're like, what? And then all of a sudden I started to like feel better. And I was like, what is going on? So yeah, like the hip flexor injury, I said, like I had different coughs and different things where I was always prescribed on antibiotics or steroids or different things like that. I don't know. It just kind of like one thing led to the other. And these people are coming in and sharing like, you know, different lifestyle changes. And yeah, it just kind of just, I, I feel like I had the athlete mentality from my parents just to drive to want to succeed. But then they introduced me to all these people that were like, all right, these are common things that happen in life. And I've seen it a little bit of a different way and I'm going to show you something different and I can't argue it. It just worked for me. So I just kind of stuck with this outside the box thinking. Yeah. And I have to say, I think that being an athlete, you know, if you're not at your hundred percent or near it, that's a big deal. Whereas a lot of people, when they just go into work with fatigue, a cough and everything, you can still perform things like, you know, working on a computer, which so many people do. So I feel like athletes in general, just the demand on them requires them to be their healthiest version. So they seek answers and just taking a pill and kind of subsiding effects while getting other side effects is not the way to go. So you keep diving into things. And I remember when we were going back and forth, you were thinking about maybe coming into the clinic and we were discussing things and the timing wasn't right. And I believe you ended up with Paul check at that time, right? And trained a little bit with him. What'd you learn from Paul? Yeah, I learned a lot and kind of answering your question involving Paul was you're right. Like the energy and all that stuff. Like, I mean, anyone wants to have optimized energy. You're going to, whether you're working a desk job or whatever, like the better energy you have for sure. But it's a little bit different than when like you actually are using like your energy to physically exert yourself. Like I feel that as a player. So I feel like that's why I'm really grateful that I'm a hockey player because I'm almost like as an athlete, I'm forced. Like if I don't, you know, everyone, anyone who's familiar with Paul's four doctors, you know, Dr. Happy, Dr. Quiet diet and movement. Like if I'm not doing those four things, like I'm going to feel my energy, like not optimal on the ice and that, that affects my performance. So I think, you know, working with Paul and doing some stuff, you know, when, before I had come to the clinic, it really just showed me that, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to optimize, but if you don't have the foundation of like, you know, more so, you know, the, the eating, your movement and your sleeping, and then obviously the, the happiness is, is different and relative for everyone else. But if you don't have that foundation, like, wow. And I think that's, a gift that Paul has is to, you know, this is more a, a Feldenkrais uh, principle now, like the elusive obvious. I think Paul is really good at pointing out the elusive obvious and teaching in a way that it sticks with people. Like everyone knows we need to do those things, but there's something about the way that Paul talks about it and make these 
these obvious life principles so relevant and then you're able to follow them. So I think that's what Paul taught me and just how to really be clear. I'm like, what am I doing every day and why am I doing that and how to optimize my energy? Yeah. Paul's really good at pointing out those kind of simple facts of life that you should follow, right? That fall in line with nature and then the techniques and things to keep yourself in that state. And I I really appreciate, I mean, you're the one that connected me with him when I had him on the podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I love, that was a great episode. That was really cool that you guys could talk up on that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul's like, you know, people who don't know Paul was like, man, he's a little bit crude and this and that he's like, he's just Paul, right? He was like puffing on his thing, taking like, you know, (laughs) yeah. I love that, you know, idea that he's applying because it is a simplistic one. And many ways, I remember when you came in the clinic, we sat down and you were right next to me in the chair and we talked about it, how it wasn't the right time for you to come into the clinic because you needed to go through certain things. You needed to find a better understanding, work with Paul, continue to optimize yourself. But can you kind of clarify that for someone listening? Because I've had so many people that have been like, hey, I want to come to the clinic. It's like, are you ready? And they're like, what do you mean? I just want to get better. I'm like, no, are you ready? Can you go into what that means to be ready to take on something like, let's say, treatment here or coming in here and why you took over a year, I would say, at least in getting ready in a sense and then came in? Yeah, it was an over it was over a year and it was lots of conversations over Instagram between us for me to for me to come in. And I think if I think back and like what actually happened, I remember I was on a plane after one of our games and I just, my energy didn't feel good and I didn't play good. And I was just kind of like depressed. And I was like, all right, like, I just need to watch something. And I was kind of just, you know, always the same stuff. Like, how can I get a little bit better? I like to watch movies, but can the movie be about something? So I'm also learning at the same time. So I, I found root cause on Netflix and I watched it and I was like, okay, this is like something with your wisdom teeth or like the infections of, you know, the root canal, the wisdom teeth. I'm like, all right, this is so weird. Like it just makes sense. So I tracked down you guys through that and I, I can't remember. I, I just called and I said like, Hey, I want to make a clinic or a, an appointment at the clinic. And, um, okay. I, I flew there and I didn't realize that you're there for like, you know, a week or two. Like sometimes the treatments take a while. I thought it was just like a normal doctor's visit. Like you come in and you know, you meet with the doctor, boom, see ya. And I like, I got there and we did the the formality. I met your dad and we were talking about my plan and it's like two weeks. I'm like, I'm checking on my hotel in two hours. What do you mean? <laughs> So, so I was like, all right, well, clearly I'm not ready for this. So I am going to check out of my hotel, but like, cool, this is how it, how it goes. And I, in the moment, I didn't really know what was going on, but I knew that this is where I was meant to be. And like, that was kind of what it was about, but I didn't understand the timing, I guess. So it just kind of unfolded. And there was just a lot of introspection, a lot of thoughts. And I realized that, you know, fast forward now, when I came to the clinic, there's a lot of different things that you guys are doing to detox your body and all those things. And I realized that I wasn't prepared to understand how I could help detox it. Like if I was so busy and crazy, like there's a lot of things. If you, all the treatments you go to at the clinic and you go back and you just go back to your same kind of busy lifestyle, whatever, you don't let your body to to relax and allow the healing to occur. So I think that was a majority of like what I learned was how to calm my mind and just be like intentional behind my actions. Like there's a lot going on. You guys are healing my body. And if I was crazy doing all this stuff and busy and not understanding like what was going on. And I think that the healing wouldn't have helped. It just, I don't know. It just would have been a waste. I don't know if that makes sense or if that answers your question, but I think it was just like, that's where I was at in my life. I was a little bit chaotic and that's what Paul taught me how to chill that out. 
Yeah. And I really do appreciate that again, that you're an athlete that you could see that you need to dedicate yourself to this, right? Yeah. Like you said, this isn't just you walk into a doctor's office, like 30 minutes later, they're like, here's the pill. Like we may do a few treatments in the future. We're giving you a whole plan as if you are training to be a professional athlete, which is serious. You can't just be like, oh, I'll do a couple hours a day on the side of this. Like, you know that you got to dedicate yourself wholly to being the best person to be a professional athlete. So otherwise you won't make it. Healing isn't any different. People think they're like shortcuts or it's going to be easy. No, you got to dedicate yourself to it. You got to be in the right state of mind. And that's why, like, since you probably came, that's been a big undertaking is like informing people to get them to be ready, to understand that it's dedication. It's going to be changing your life to heal is to really change. Right. And yeah. not just your yeah. body, but your mindset. Your, your kind of purpose, like all of that. And so that's really, I thought it was really great of you that you took that time. It wasn't, I was like, oh man, Rem isn't committed to this or anything. Like yeah. we kept talking through that. And I, I was know. like, oh, it's yeah. awesome. You're connected with Paul. You're learning this. And then when you are ready, you're like, all right, let's do it right. Now that I know a little bit more, I'm in the right mind state. Let's, let me come in. And what was your experience like then? Because again, most of the patients we see are like chronically ill. Sometimes they'll, and they've been like, you know, sick for a while. You weren't like that. You were a pref no. professional athlete coming in yeah. here being like, how do I get better? Address a few things here and there. What was your experience like at the clinic? Yeah, it, it was amazing. And I think just kind of taking this full circle, the questions and all that, like it was an amazing experience. And I realized, you know, how finely tuned this is like, you know, you can, you know, Paul's four doctors and different things like that. Like that is a foundation and that is the foundation. But there are little things that you can do to optimize. And that was, that was kind of my intention. I was wanting to optimize. And some people are really chronically ill, like you said. I wasn't in that place. But, you know, it, it was crazy just thinking back. Like, you know, there's in injections in my teeth. You know, you guys are going, the nurses are going there, you know, shooting stuff up in my teeth to disinfect stuff. I did, you know, the blood, you're oxygenating the blood, um, breathing in stuff for the, you know, the, I can't remember what, what's the tube that you go in there. The nano V. Yeah. 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 yeah which the, is the ozone yeah. air. Yep. Um, I was with your mom doing some emotional stuff and it was like, Whoa, like I couldn't walk out of there and like continue my day. Like that was enough for me to like, just go home and like, think about all that and like what's going on and like, let's chill out and just like, let my body go through that. So there's all these amazing technologies that you guys offer. And like you said, it's kind of like pointing your body in the direction of, of not just like, Oh, I did this and cool. I did it no, this is like, I did this and I'm going to shift the way I think and the way I act, which kind of changes your state of being, you know, and that, that mind body connection that it is just like new habits. And that just helps you become who you're, I guess, meant to be. And again, you, you brought this up before we started this and you just said it, the mind body connection. Do you feel like that is such a critical thing in sports? Because so many athletes, of course, you got to be physically fit. You got to really, but mental like endurance and resilience is so important. And that's part of health. Do you feel like as an athlete, more people should be focusing on that mind body experience? I mean, I think it's everything. I think the biggest thing that I think about is like, as a hockey player, I'll relate to hockey. Like yes. I train and I do my skills every single day. You know, I, I work on my shot, stick handling, shooting, passing, skating, all that stuff. And then, but that's a little bit different than when you're, you know, in a game and you're in front of 18,000 people, there's money on the line, your coach wants to win, your organization wants to win, and there's a different type of pressure. So there's a difference between just working on your skills with your physical stuff. Now, all of a sudden you're in the game and there's a mental pressure. So if you don't like bridge the gap between those two and kind of like meld that together, 
you know, that, that's tough as an athlete. And I think that that goes on in life too. Like I, I kind of think that's the journey if that, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, it does. And let me go off of that because like, uh, you know, there's been this whole thing about sports psychology, about improving in it to the point where you have like top players like Igor Shvantec, I know in tennis, like has a sports psychologist that basically goes everywhere, just like a physio would. And she was one of the first to like take them everywhere. Uh, not one of the first, but make it a little bit more known, I would say. Is that happening throughout, let's say, professional sports, or at least where you could see it throughout professional hockey, where a lot of people are now really focusing on the psychological side of things? Yeah, I think there are definitely more and more people doing that. You know, I can only say right now, based on the environment that I'm in and the people that I'm surrounded with and how they're looking at life, they talk about all that kind of stuff, the environment and how, you know, what is your mind doing based on the environment? How does your mind affect everything? So I, I think that when I look around and how people are talking, I think there is a lot more awareness towards that. So I, I guess I don't really know how to say other than that. I would say that the pattern is definitely in that direction. There's, there's people that are talking that way. So I think that, you know, people in my universe are talking about it. So it makes sense that I'm sure there's a lot more discussions going on everywhere else. So it seems like we're kind of headed that direction, all of us. You know, part of the reason I'm kind of getting into this is because what I see in optimal performance in sports, I see that bridging the gap as to what medicine should be looked at. You know, if you want to be the best at what you do, you have to look at these things, not just the body itself, that you're like really strong, really fast, you know, resilient to injury and all these things. But your mental game is really strong, that you're psychologically all there, that you are you feel you have a purpose, right? You don't burn out after a few seasons because you're just not in the game anymore. And to me, that's the approach of body, mind, spirit, that we have to look at how top performers do that and apply that to healing and medicine. That's what we do at the clinic a lot is, is really looking at not just your body, but the mind and spirit in a sense. And that's why I wanted to like get to that because I love seeing, all right, you're a top performer in hockey. You know, what is it that you're doing? And you're saying, I am looking at it. And even before we start, you're looking at slowing things down and getting yourself mentally. You're looking at Feldenkrais. You're looking at all these things. And that's what makes you better. So do you see the bridging of the gap between medicine and sports where it could become where more and more athletes who are top performers are applying more and more things within medicine, like the technology you were granted here at the clinic. And do you see it move in that direction where athletes will kind of come in for medical procedures, not because they're sick, because they want to be their best self? Yeah, I think that as athletes, like we're all kind of like taught from little kids, like you're always looking for that edge. I mean, that's just the lingo that we all hear about. But I think at the end of the day, does that edge exist? I'm not really sure, but I think it's kind of like fun and an interesting adventure just to like see if you can get a little bit better and where my mind goes right now is my martial arts instructor was saying that like in time it's probably said everywhere but like in thailand like you're considered a professional fighter when you have your preference for sure but you can fight any style and you know you can be in any avenue and i think that when i think about the questions that you're asking athletes all these different things and my journey like you need to optimize everything like everything is everything and you're a human being and there's more than just the game and what's going on outside the game impacts your game. And it's just interesting. Like when I'm training with her, she, like some days she'll ask me like, what's up? Like something going on. Like, I feel like our body, like where's our mind, like our body is showing what's going on in our mind. And yeah, it's just like a really interesting concept. And I think that 
for me, a big, um, adjustment that I've made is like, I feel like there was times in my career where it's like hockey was different than my everyday life. Like I used to drink Red Bull before games. And I, by the <laughs> way, I do that. I do that beat elite stuff now, you know, cause you were helping yeah. me find the, the human end and you know, it, it was Red Bull before games. Like, Oh, I have a game tomorrow. So now I'm going to get to bed on time or I have a game tomorrow. Now I'm going to eat this way instead of like, now we're going back to more of the state of being and you know, that kind of thing. Like now it's like, I do the beat elites, you know, I get to bed early every night because that's just monitoring my health. And I think that's just living as a healthy human being and just kind of bridging this gap of like, nothing is separate from everything else. Everything is everything. And it's like the state of being, if you bridge all these areas and kind of like come together, you're just more whole. And I think when you're competing and playing from a, a place of wholeness, I think that's just a, a better recipe for success and more fulfillment in life. Yeah. You know, that concept of like everything is everything. You got to look at it all. It's one I know we both really, really look at, you know, I, I've talked about it. Like health is thousands of choices you make every day. It's, you know, going to sleep early. It's taking, it's drinking this instead of that. It's taking a deep breath at one point when you're stressed. And, you know, it's all of those that add up, but so much of society is looking for like that one thing, right? It's looking for, and you, you try and find that like unique little something that's going to give you that edge when in reality, like you said, it's all of that. That's going to give you the edge. It's every single decision you're making in Sports, I think, do you see it more though, because you actually like, you know, you see the performance and everything. Do you pick up on that idea of like, all right, now that I've added all these things, I really do feel like the performance is showing. Or do you still feel like there are these, like you're trying to add little pieces at a time? It's kind of like all of it. I, I think I do both. Like, I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's linear. I think at the end of the day, like I have that mindset where like I'm paying attention if there's something new that everyone's doing. Well, okay. I'm going to pay attention to it. If it resonates with me and it feels like, Oh, I want to do that. I'm going to do it. If I don't, I'm just going to trust that feeling and like go with what I'm already doing. But for sure, like at this point, I'm 25 years old. My body's not going to change like so much. So when you're kind of like growing up and like forming into your body, I think there's greater chances to like really make strides and like how you could physically be different and make these like astronomical gains. But I feel like at this point in my life, it's more like I got what I got and I'm just going to like tweak little things a little bit. And hopefully that kind of, you know, there's no magic bullet, just a little bit here. And that subtle difference can make the impact. And honestly, I think those subtle differences for me, based on how I see my life is, is more in the mind. It's, it's the subtle things that I'm paying attention to that just little things like that. It's not so much for me, like what I'm doing to my body and how I can change. Like maybe when I was, you know, 14 going on 15 or 16, it's a little bit different now. What are you doing for mindfulness practice though, to like really get your mind in that state and be resilient? I think I just do my, my version of like meditation in the morning and at night, like more of like, you know, we kind of all the same things that we talk about. It takes some breaths, focus on my breath. And it goes to a little bit of gratitude, looking at my life. Like what am I grateful for? And then I kind of go through my own, like, what is my day going to look like? Even though it might not look that way, but you know, like what would I like my day to look like? And, and then the same thing kind of before bed. What was I grateful for today? Take some breaths. And how did my day go? I'm kind of playing a movie through my mind. How did my day go? Did I like it? Did I not? What am I going to change? So that's, that's to the extent right now of like my mindfulness practice, I would say. And it's really important to take stock of days, right? To look back on what you liked, what you didn't. You know, when I was away for a few weeks, not long ago and had like some time to myself in nature, and it was the first time in a little while I'd done that just because I wasn't traveling as much. I did travel during the pandemic. It just, I wasn't getting into Europe and like doing as much hiking, but 
I realized that I, I wasn't really taking stock of what was going on and days were just rushed through and it was like rushing to get to bed. And I realized I wasn't feeling as fulfilled. And, it, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, uh, you know, stopping to say what worked and what didn't and how could I change that? And I do think that, you know, you as an athlete saying that and me always preaching that to a lot of patients, it's insanely important to stop sometimes to take those minutes even at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day and really evaluate how things are going and constantly do that and look for constant small improvements. It's the Kaizen approach of like just gradual small improvements. You get better and you get better, you get healthier, you get optimized. But a lot of times we we run into this like rat race of the world. And I mean, you travel a ton for, you know, for NHL, for hockey and everything. You're going between Canada down. I saw you playing in MSG, right? You invited me yeah. over. That was awesome to yeah, see you in right. Madison Square Garden. But yeah. you're traveling a ton. You're busy and you're training so much. Like, how do you find the time? Because I want to hear it from you. Because then other people who just have like, and I'm not going to say just, but like, you know, don't have where they're traveling so much and they're like constantly training. I want to show that you could do it too, right? If you're a professional athlete training around that a normal person that that's not doing as much can always find the time. Is it simply that your priority is there or you're using like different hacks to always like find the time to do it? What is it? Yeah, I think I, I try to use my own creativity, which it, it, when I say what I do, it's not going to be that creative. It's just kind of obvious. And I think a lot of it has to do with like what I value in my intention. You know, I just want to say to you, like so much of what you taught me in our conversations, like it has influenced me so much. And one thing, like what I look at your guys' clinic, like a lot of what you guys do, you know, there's a lot of precision things that can take you to the next level optimize. But one thing I appreciated so much was you sent me that packet over email, like what you guys have and just like, Oh my gosh, like how deep is this? There's, there's so many things that you can do and there's so many foundations just like be balanced. So I, I think that everything that went into my mind, my conversations with you, my life experience, like basically how I live my life now is I try to just make it a state of being like it's whole. So like when I'm driving to the rink, I'm listening to books or I'm listening to little podcasts or different little things. Like I'm always trying to brainwash myself to like think about being healthy about being a good athlete like the music like my brother gets so mad at me because he says like i can't listen to music around you because i'm so strict about it like if there's the wrong lyric or it's the wrong vibe like i won't do it the artists that i listen to like they're talking about concepts like keep going or like you know all these things that are deeper like you know more like your post the other day about the vision board you know what it was when you're younger versus now like artists talking about that like everything to me is just like a brainwash into like i'm healthy you know, I'm going to be a good athlete. I'm doing that. So I'm always trying to, you know, on the, on the way to the rink, I mean, my if you want me to go through my routine, like I kind of wake up and I, I get up and I go outside, you know, I have my water and I do my little med meditation, gratitude, breath. How's my day going to go? Then like, I kind of, you know, do my, my version of my work. I watch my video and, and watch hockey. And then, you know, I drive to practice and practice. I'm listening to a podcast, a book, or using, a, have you heard of that app? It's called Optimize. Mm -hmm. I do a little, you know, cliff note on that or just whatever, something to be like, all right, like my mindset is about that. And then I, I go to practice, I have another drive back, do the same thing. And then, you know, I get home, have my lunch and, you know, I listen to a little music that I like that's brainwashing, same things, keep going, you know, life is about health or all that stuff. And then it's kind of like, you know, a little meditation at night. It's just like, I really use my driving time or yeah, it's really my driving time to be honest. I feel like I just optimize that every morning. Like, I always just make sure, move the needle a little bit every day, get a, one more little bit of knowledge. And I feel like that compounded over time. 
adds up and it's just become a habit. Like I don't know how to go through my day without like getting a little bit more. And I think maybe that's, that was the hardest part. If you want a, a hack, you know, I, I know you know all this already, but I think for me or anyone that's listening, I think the hardest part was just to like build that habit. Cause there was a time in life where that wasn't my habit, but once it became my habit, like then it's just easy because it's running on autopilot. And I think that just, and, and that goes back to a little bit of Paul, you know, Paul taught me to like, think about what do I value and why am I doing it? And like, from that, when I got more clarity on like what I want to be, how I want to use my time, I started to build habits. And yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. I love that idea of you using brainwash in a positive. You know, most people are like, oh, they're brainwashed. They drink the Kool-Aid and it's a negative, right? You got brainwashed into negativity in a sense. Yeah. But the same, tro- like everything has polarity. You could brainwash yourself into positivity, into constantly learning. Like right now in the background of my screen, I have little subliminal messages flashing that are positive. Like that's what I do. These are my hacks. I have my, I always, like you can see in the back there, I got a little TV. Like I always have the beach or I have different things playing like that as well. I'm the same way. It's so important what you do in your environment. Like, again, I look around my friends' places sometimes and it is like, it's just cluttered. It's not like something they're using for usefulness a lot of times. They're just like things that are there that I find myself even feeling like a little bit like, you know, my mind isn't right. But when you do the the clear minimalism with positivity around, like right now, there's like inhale, exhale, good vibes, like on my wall. Yeah. I don't do that because it's like, you know, kind of like, because it actually works. It actually, there is something to be said about that. I think it's so real. And and I want to be really clear. Like, you know, people talk about that. Like, I can't even remember the word. I've heard so many different terms, but like, I'm not trying to be, and I know you're not trying to be too, like, I'm not trying to be some foo-foo fairy. Like everything is perfect. Like I, I get enough drama every day with some of my relationships. I'm still working through that. You know, you know, it's hard sometimes during the season with, whether it's teammates, coaches, whatever, like nothing's perfect. Like you have your tough times and I'm around enough negativity that like, I feel like if I don't balance it out with some positivity, even with that being said, I'm so grateful for the organization and all the people I'm around my family, but you know, there's hard times. I feel like if I don't like, it's not even brainwashing. If I don't provide like the other side of the coin to like balance that out, like I'm going to drown. So I feel like that's why I use. And I think, you know, I'm, I think it's crazy. Like, you know, one of my favorite rappers, big Sean, I started to like look into, you know, you're talking about the minimalism and stuff like that in your environment. Like I've been reading a lot of stuff on Marie Diamond. She's like a feng shui master and big Sean has like talked a lot about her and I think it's cool. It makes sense. And it's not anything crazy. It's just like, why do we have so much stuff? Why'd you put that thing right there? What does it mean to you? Like, all right, I get that. It's nothing crazy. It's just pretty obvious, you know? So I'm into all that. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's like a lot of people are like, oh, you're into that new age stuff and positivity. And like, you know, you are just like living in a fantasy idealistic world. And I, I, I always counter that, that I'm incredibly like logical and grounded in many ways. Like when I run my business, it's not like that. I realize when things are going bad, when like, you know, we're not, you know, performing as well, when the KPIs aren't there, I'm not just like, all right, I'll do an affirmation and things will get better. Right. No. I'll continue to do my affirmations because I do believe they make me a better person to address the real problems out there, to not like overlook it and say, oh, that's a good thing. Like, no, but it can be, it could push us to do something better, but I'm a realist and knowing there's a lot of things out there in the world that are bad. We know this too, but you're right. We got to be able to counter it because I believe, you know, health is balance. It's homeostasis. It's not like constant good things. You need stress in life. And I think a lot of what the problem is right now, you know, 
there's too much of this over sanitizing, like we can't take risk and everything has to be really good for us. But you know this, the only way to build muscle, to build resilience is to break things down, is to push yourself, is to feel pain sometimes and then get through it and then become stronger. And so like this idea of, you know, keeping people in bubbles and never like exposing them to germs where it weakens the immune system is crazy to me. It's like, we got to stop doing that and we have to, yes, stay positive, but also accept the challenges, right? Bring them on. Don't shy away from them. And again, I feel like as an athlete, you're talking about a routine that's, that's really strict and that most people don't do where they have to wake up, train, do all this positivity on the way over. Like most people are listening to the news and like eating a donut in the morning and getting negative and putting negative things in them. And then that's their negative habit. And that's why I feel like you have a disease population in a sense where 60% or more are chronically ill. I mean, that that's what kind of sucks is that people sometimes look at what you and I say. They're just like, oh, that's like that far out stuff there. Then I just don't get it. But I think, you know, when you really break it down, I love talking to you about this because it isn't. It's not like we're some out there kind of people and like, you know, going around hugging trees. Like I love trees, but I don't, I don't usually hug them. Like, you know? yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was, it, I mean, was this our, was this our default? I mean, I know you had your dad, but like, I feel like for me to get to this place, it was just, it was about balance. Like I didn't get to this. This was not my default. You know, I, I had a lot of weird times, you know, where and I still do push through really hard times. And if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't get to the more positivity. I, I wanted to bring one more name into this. That was interesting. One of my best friends, smart guy, he went to Harvard. He's a hockey player. He's going to Denver now because he had one more year for, for transferring for the COVID year. He's my best friend. Like I said, really smart. He's into this guy. His name is like Alo Trevetti or something like that. I really liked what he said. He was just talking about how like we are wired for survival. Like I feel like a lot of people have like maybe a negativity bias, but he's like, that's correct. Like we as hunters and gatherers back in the day, like if we didn't survive, like if we weren't wired for like looking at the negativity or like what's around us, like we wouldn't survive. So I feel like I kind of like started to get to these concepts because yeah, like uh, training, like as an athlete, like someone's always working harder. So there's been times like I'm always grinding, like I'm always doing those things and you know, you're nervous that you're not going to succeed. And if I don't have that positivity or some of that brainwashing everywhere, like, I mean, that's just so much on one side of the coin. Like I feel like it just, it, how do people look at it as that crazy stuff? Because if you don't have that balance, like I think, well, that just goes to what you talk about. Like, that's how disease starts. You know, if there's no balance, like it's a tough place to be. No, and I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, a lot of us think that we are wired like differently or we are wired for like being healthier or something like that. It's like, I I always bring up the story. It's like, I I was born with a ventricular heart defect, right? Like a large one. Like that ain't lucky, right? Like I was literally born with a defect that the doctor said, well, you might not, he might not be able to play sports at all or run or do things that are strenuous. My parents were scared by that. They never told me. They just kept me as healthy as possible and said, you could do everything like, right, run, do this. So luckily by the time I was seven, I, I got old, but it's like, I don't believe in luck in this stuff or like that. You're just given the bad genes and that's it. And you just got to fall victim to them. And you do have to work hard to rewire, but it's all worth it. And, you know, even to your point, like I still get emails like everyone else does and they still trigger me. It's not like I'm sitting there and being like, oh, someone's leaving the company that I really, you know, needed at this time. And I'm happy about it. Yeah, no, I'm going to use yeah. positivity. And I am abundant. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's no, not like I, that. I get pissed off. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is terrible. But I stop myself quickly. You know, I have this stressor response, that autonomic, like, you know, sympathetic response of flight, basically, or, or getting angry. And then I try to use techniques I know to spin them. So for that, I'm insanely grateful for the techniques, but I'm not insanely grateful for how I'm wired in my genetics in a sense, because they kind of lead me into that, you know, quick reaction that I'm fighting like a lion right now or something and the stress response and the cortisol and the, you know, all of that. But I could quickly change that. I quickly find myself breathing right. And listen, that took years of like therapy and learning and techniques. So it's not easy, right? It's it's a process, like you say, forever, but it's one worth it, I think. To make it a little bit simpler for me, just like at the end of the day, like we all kind of around people. Yeah, we're not trying to be like in the clouds, but it's nicer to be around someone who has a nicer vibe and is looking more on the positive. It can be really draining to look that way. And I think that anyone that really dives into anyone's story, like you said, your heart thing. And I remember I've read so many books, I can't remember all of them, but I, you know, I was reading your, your father's book and just about his journey when he was going traveling and different things. He didn't even know what was going on, but you just like, everyone has this journey of like confusion, maybe some darkness or like, and that's kind of ultimately how you get to maybe more of this positivity. Like people, like people have had some tough times. I feel like that's what makes you guys and so many people cool is that like you got through the hard part, you never quit and you keep going. Not that there's not going to be more hard parts, but that's kind of like, that's like the groundedness. Like we, we all have those dark places. And so let's, use that and that can be a default at times but then we kind of like balance it out with the other side i feel like i'm saying the same thing but you know i think that's why i respect you guys like you had some tough parts and you could have stayed in that negativity but ultimately you chose to be more positive and look what you guys have created like you just kept going and i feel like that's the principle as long as you don't quit like cool things happen it's so true that you know all of us have shit in our lives and it's like one of those things i hear like you know and i won't get into the idea of like the privilege and everything and try to make this political cuz I, I i can't stand how everyone makes like political statements that separate us cuz i think we should be together cuz all of us are going through something whether you know it or not unfortunately i think sometimes things like social media make you know some lives seem like they're perfect and you want them And then we become envious and try to strive or feel worse about our life when we see people traveling around the world. We don't see their pains or what they're going through. All of us have that, though, and all of us have periods in in life where where they are dark. We have to go through those challenges. And sometimes I think that, you know, some people feel they don't have them or have them worse. But, you know, to that extent, it's it's for me. It's always acknowledging that. It's always acknowledging that someone may be going through a hard day. It's also how I've learned to deal with like a lot of the stuff that happens to you in a day. Like think about it. And and you know, driving a lot between New York City and this clinic, it's like I'm in traffic a lot. I get people that cut me off a lot. Yeah. And like my initial response is like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, like know. gun him down and cut him off, right? And then get yeah. in a fight over it. But it's like, what if that person's like rushing to see their father in the hospital? It might be their last, you know, time to see them. What if they're having, and it's not to say that it is, maybe the guy was just it's a jerk, not. but frame it that way. Cause you don't know, we don't know what anyone is going through. And I think that connects us a little bit more. And I feel like we need that for health in our own state, because I know so many of the patients that are walking in the door right now through this clinic are in that state of fear, in that state of feeling like, you know, against something or that someone's against them 
because they believe in something and someone else doesn't when I believe we have to just come together. And that idea of like understanding we're all going through stuff like you as an athlete, as like top person, like you go through stuff and you just got to deal with it. And I feel like so many of us don't. And I feel that leads to chronic stress, which leads to chronic disease, unfortunately. And let me ask you this because you are 25, you're a professional athlete. Like, how are you looking to make your career as long as possible? I mean, aside from the routine and every, is there something you're you're kind of doing that is to like slow it down? Because you got to put in a lot of effort, which probably then puts more stress and may be seen as something that shortens a career over time, like a running back, right? The more stress they have, they're really putting their body on the line. Nowadays, it's like after a few years, it's like, all right, just the next one because we wore this guy out. Is there something you're looking at from the longevity standpoint, maybe even from the brain standpoint of like, you know, looking into anti-aging? Are you doing any of that? Um, my own version of it, I definitely have some like weird things that I do, but I think that's just more like based on my unique path that, you know, maybe it's just noise to people if I say that, but I, I really, I do come to Paul with this type of stuff. I, I always come back to Paul. Like I think his four doctors, again, just to say it again, like Dr. Happy, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Movement, Dr. Diet, like. I really am interested in like, I feel like if I, you know, based on, I just try to go to bed and wake up with the sun, same stuff that everyone says, eat good nutrition. I, I try to buy organic when I can, you know, pay attention to just because someone else eats this doesn't mean it's healthy. Like I'm actually watching my solid waste. How does it look? How does it make me feel after that type of thing? And like I said, organic, different things like that. Um, I have my supplements. I like to do different things. You know, I have, you know, my proteins, I like a brand called Organifi. You know, you'd sell me, sent me some stuff in the past, the, the NAD, you know, for my brain, I have my little things like that. And, and movement, I try to, you know, I'm moving every day. I try to be conscious of like, am I moving too much where I feel like I'm getting exhausted? And like, it's exhausted past the point of like, I'm stressing myself to get better. Am I really getting into like, I'm stressing so much that I'm getting de-energized now. I'm just always trying to monitor that. And I think that from that state, like things become more clear, like from that state of health, like the healthier you are, you're just able to kind of be in touch with like, what do I need right now? And I think as far as longevity, in addition to that, I really do believe in my age. And I mentioned him earlier. He's a certified neuromuscular therapist. So I think that this balance I do between massage and I see my chiropractors, um, I do Feldenkrais once in a while, like little kind of practices like that. That's how I look at longevity. And I guess lastly, closing out like Tom Brady's book, I, I read it a while back, but you know, that was, that was really inspiring me uh, to me, just how he talked about so many people think as you get older, you know, you're obviously going to age, you're going to get worse, da, 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 da. But he just had a completely different mindset. And it was kind of all the same things. Like he does some things for his brain to stay happy. He eats a specific way because that feels good for him. He's doing his massage, he's getting his workouts and he's doing what he loves to do. And I think from that place that creates longevity. And I think going back to, again, our conversations about the negativity and stuff like that, like he clearly states in his book that he's kind of creating this environment of more positivity. And you watch, you watch him, you know, he had his docu-series, the Tom versus time, like the guy's intense. He wants to win. You know, he's a hardcore guy, but I think he balances that out with some of the positivity that we're talking about. He maybe has the default of, you know, this, this savage, very good athlete, competitive, but he balances himself out. And I think that creates longevity. It's great to look at other athletes out there that have longevity and to see what they're doing, but it's true. And I hope you don't think I'm trying to like get like little nuggets out of you of like hacks and everything, because I want you to be honest about it, that it is just like these little things that we don't think about what you eat, being happy, right? Moving, you know, these are the things that are the fundamentals 
and the answers to most of our problems. I mean, you're not taking you're not taking anything from me. I don't think you're getting any. <laughs> I mean, all the stuff that I'm saying, honestly, is related to you. Like you're the one that helped me learn all this stuff. And I, I know that you have I'm a guest and I'm kind of saying the same stuff. Someone probably needs to hear it different. That's why we have podcasts like, yep we're all kind of saying the same message, but some like the way that maybe I say it is different than you. And maybe they resonate with me or you, whatever, but it's, it's all the same stuff. You're the one that's teaching it. it. There is some stuff that maybe is higher level, but like you don't get to that higher level unless you have like the foundations. And even when you start to do extra stuff, it really comes down to like the foundations. Like I can't sit, I can't sit in the clinic every day or I can't do this every, but every day I need to, I need to go to bed every night. I need to eat my food every day. I need to exercise my body. And like, okay, like, how do I have a little fun? Like we need, we do that every day. And I feel like that's where we got it all wrong. So many people are twisted on like the opposite order. And yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great that you're reiterating it because people need that. They need repetition rim. They need to hear it from different people. Just me saying like, yo, stick to the fundamentals. Don't look for any magic pill or anything like that. Don't think that like one treatment will solve everything for you. Like it's all about those little things, right? There's nothing bigger. And some people get bored with that because it isn't sexy or marketing for my end. It's not like in 21 days, here's the one thing you could do to get, you know, super healthy. Like that's marketing. It's crazy. I know it's, it's insane. The more they hear of like stuff you're saying, that's great. Because again, you're an athlete. I'm not right. I, I take care of myself, but I'm not near the level you're at. So to hear it from you means something, even though it is repetition in a sense, but that is, you got to look for patterns among people. And like you said, you look at someone like Tom Brady, you look at other people that are really successful. What are their patterns? They take care of their bodies. They're eating the right things in a sense. They're very mentally sharp in a way that they keep, whether it's meditation, breathing, or just finding that balance there. And there is passion to it as well. And I know you love hockey. Like talk a little bit about that, of your love for the game and how that impacts your health and how you feel. Mm -hmm. Once I'll get to that in a second, but I think I want to acknowledge with you, like what I'm so grateful, like everything that we're talking about, like I said, the packet and you guys handed me that packet when I left, like it's what I respect so much about what you guys do is like you empower the patient. Like you're teaching, like you have these things but you're also teaching this. It's like bridging that gap. And also at the same time, like you do the assessments there at the clinic and it's individualized. It's like everyone, we all have these foundations, but then it, it does get a little bit individualized because sometimes you need a little bit more to, you know, help with that foundation. And everyone's kind of going through their own unique path to kind of figure out what that is. But I just, I really respect that you guys just look at people as, you know, we're individual, we have foundations, but there's some fine tuning. And I just think what you guys have is just such an amazing formula. So I just want to say that because that, that whole conversation, this whole conversation is about that. And I think that obviously that's why you guys do what you do. And I find that to be truth. I mean, this is deep stuff, you know? So it's really cool. Thank you for that. And as far as the passion, can you just restate that one more question, that question one more time to understand that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I mean, I think a big part that a lot of people miss that you said, even you look at Tom, like he's obviously passionate. He doesn't need to do this anymore. He doesn't have, need money or anything. He loves it. And you could call that comp- competitive nature or whatever. But I truly think it's love. Passion is love. It's an energy of that you know state. And I do believe that too many people overlook that in health and life. That you know that's not like a component. That's just an extra like, oh, that's great. You have passion in it. But I I truly believe that's one of the biggest forces in how we live healthy and happy. And I was hoping you could go into just a little bit of how like your love for hockey, because, again, you grew up in it. 
And I know that a lot of times when you grow up with something, it's like you might rebel against it. You might be like, oh, man, everyone's always done this. I want to do something else. It's a lot. It's like it's been done. But you love hockey. What is that love of the game? Like, how much does that mean to you? And how much does that keep you in it and like pushing through and grinding? Because I listen to like, you know, that dedicated routine. And a lot of people be like, geez, that's a lot. Like, I couldn't do that every day. I think it's your passion that gets you through, not like, you know, anything special. But can you talk about that? Yeah, I I really think that people can live whatever the way they want. My personal opinion is it's really hard to do anything in life if you don't like for a sustained amount of time, I should say. Yeah. Um, and in this case, for me, hockey, if you don't love it, like there's, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of positivity here for sure. But, you know, not to get into the details, like I've had some really tough moments. We all have. And how do you, how do you continue on and work that hard and grind that hard for something that you don't love? Like there has to be a, a deeper love. So I think that, yeah, I, I grew up in it. I just really love it. Like all those memories I had growing up with my friends playing outside and it just continues on. And I just, I, I just love it. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. Like, I really, I think Paul was, was a helper in this way too, for me, just to understand like his whole, his whole system is based on your dream. He, you know, he talks about like, if, what's your dream? Like if, if you want to lose weight, okay, you're going to lose weight, but why do you want to lose weight? Is it so you can like run to the supermarket? Is it so you can pick up your kids? Like if like you can do anything you set your mind to, but like w- once you get that, well, why are you doing it? And I think that for me, you know, I'm, I'm training, I'm working out my body. Okay. I have a healthy body. Okay. Well, because I want to be a good hockey player and you know, it's, it's all based on, it's all based on that dream. So I think having something that you love will allow you to change to become the person you want to be. And that that's what hockey is for me. You know, I feel like I am a hockey player, but beyond that, I just feel like I've just lived this life that has showed me that we are nothing without our health. And I just really believe that's true. Cause you know, if you wake up at four in the morning, you're throwing up, you don't care about what's going on the next day. You're sick. You can't do anything. So if I'm throwing up at four in the morning, I might never be playing hockey. So I feel like, you know, I do hockey and it just allows me to just learn how to be healthier. And that's kind of what it is for me. Why, how do you do anything if you don't have a dream? That's that allows you to sustain through the good and bad of whatever life brings you. Um, and it gives you a reason to change and, and be your best self. Yeah, I think it's an incredibly important part of anyone's journey, but especially in healing. And I will say this, like what you said is awesome because again, I look at you as like a top performing person in like the world of of this athletic sport. I mean, you are, you're the top, top, you're in the national hockey league, the best of the best. And what you're saying is important for others to understand how to become their best and whatever they want. But having that dream, having, you know, really loving it. These are things that I think anyone should do, especially if you're looking to heal yourself. So like if anyone's listening, like use Rem's words there, sit down. If you were having like, you know, chronic illness or anything and sit down and like write out a dream, like, what do you want? What do you truly in your heart want to do? And then just go after it and you will find that is part of the healing process. Of course, you'll have to go through lifestyle changes, but it'll become so much easier to address those. You'll seek out, you know, different things like you did during yours of like, who can I go to? What can I learn? I loved it because you were so inquisitive and all those questions showed me you really cared about this. You had a passion to it. You loved it. So that's, that's incredibly important. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. You know, I, I do want to get to how you're paying it back in a sense and the work yeah. of your dad. And and he has like the academy and 
uh, and, and a podcast and business involved in it. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And, and just going back for one second about that, I think it's, you know, just to kind of maybe clarify, I was rambling a little bit, but I think anyone who's going through anything, you know, going back to the dream, like ultimately, I think it's important to ask yourself, like whatever problem you're going through in life, if you get through it, like you want to get through it and it's all, it all worked out ultimately, like, what do you do with that? Like if you have a chronic disease and like, all you want to do is be healed and now you're healed, who are you? Like, what do you do with that? So I think it's really important. That, and that's what the dream is. That's the passion. That's the love. Like ultimately, okay, it worked out. What are you going to do with that? And, and so that goes into the next question, I think, regarding my dad's thing. I think something that I'm still, I mean, this is my first podcast, something that I may be still going to work through is like as a hockey culture, I think hockey, like, and I, I kind of am old school in that way. My dad was an old school guy. He played in the NHL back at that time. And sometimes like hockey has this culture of being very humble, you know, not talking a lot and just like shut up and do your work. And I, I get that. And for me, I'm still a younger player in the NHL and I have a lot of things that I want to do personally before like I open up about certain things and whatever, but I'm really grateful that my dad, my dad had a successful career. He played 400 games in the NHL, you know, had a long career and, and did his thing and um, was successful that way. And so he has a, a business that's called online hockey training and it, it really sprouted from, you know, he, he played in the NHL and he had two sons, uh, myself and my brother, Rhett, and we were kind of undersized growing up. And my dad, his role in the NHL, he was a very physical defenseman, you know, basically opposite of what I am. You know, he would kind of prey on guys who weren't looking at the puck or anything like that. And I think that he realized that his type of style was never going to go away, that brawler, that tough guy. And obviously they're skilled players. And I think that my brother and I being smaller guys, we want to be skilled players. And he recognized that. So he, at the time, a long time ago, he just like, okay, I want to protect my sons from that type of player. I don't want them to get hurt. So he started to like teach us how to, you know, stick handle pass and shoot and, you know, be able to have our head up so we can see contact someone coming to hit us. And it never really was about being a business idea. It was like, he wanted to help his sons. And then he started to, he, he ended up with my mom and a couple of friends. They made like a products business. So they had like hockey training aids, like, you know, pucks to shoot with tarps to shoot at targets, things that you can maneuver the puck around, stick handle the puck around. And then he made a business out of that. And then he's like, okay, like, I don't really feel like selling the products anymore, but I still really enjoy helping people because he loved helping his kids. And so he made like all these online programs, passing, shooting, stick handling, and you can buy those digitally. And now he has a podcast and it's kind of like similar to this, you know, it's just sharing stories. Everyone has their own unique way of how they move through life. Different people come in and out and everyone has a story and, and it's a little bit different and he wanted to shine light on that. So um, for me, my, my whole goal is just to, you know, focus on myself and be the best player I can be, but ultimately like bring more awareness towards health. And I think that I'm really grateful that you have me on here. And I, I'm not involved with my dad's podcast or anything that he's doing right now, but I always am kind of planting seeds like, Hey, like how, how can we talk more a little bit more about health? Because, you know, we're talking about hockey, but if you're not healthy, nobody's playing hockey. So let's, let's bring a little bit of awareness to, to that. And so just kind of wrapping this up as far as this comment is, my dad is always going to have skills in hockey. He preaches that, but I think how I eventually will give back is, is talking more about this health stuff because my journey has, you know, that's just what it is. If anyone traveled my, my road, I don't know if many people would do it different. Like you had to focus more on health. So I, I want him to talk a little bit more about that. And ultimately when I'm done playing, whenever that is, I want to bring more awareness towards, towards health, the hockey community for sure, but health as well. Absolutely. And as someone that, you know, followed slightly in my father's footsteps, but of course wanted to change and bring more awareness to more people, 
like I I love that story because it's it's very much like mine in a sense and and yeah I'm I'm so uh grateful for my father's work but of course want to take it in different ways also and and spread the word a little bit more what's the name of your father's podcast uh it's called the hockey journey podcast awesome I I'm, I'm gonna check it out and everyone should yeah I think and by the way I want you to get on there so hopefully you do <laughs> um but absolutely. I just love what you're doing too with the podcast as well, because I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and that was, that helped me ultimately come to the clinic, all these different things, all these things led me to that. And I just really appreciate like what you guys are doing on a, on an electronic technology standpoint. Like not everyone is in North America, not everyone's in New York, this or that. And I think that it's really cool. The pod, I, I really think podcasts are cool in this online digital format. In some instances are really, it's, I think it's really important because people need to hear these things and, not everyone's in the exact area. So I think it's really cool, you know, what you guys are doing to to help from so many different levels. You can come in and clinic, you can talk over the phone, you can listen to podcasts. There's like so many different ways to, to help people on their journey, no matter where they're at. I really appreciate that, Rem. And it is part of like the the goal is to help others and empower them, right? And how do you do that? I realize that a medical clinic, you're always going to have a bottleneck of how many patients you could see, whether they could come, all of that. How do you remove that? You just educate. You just talk, mm-hmm. right? You just open up and you talk to NHL stars and all sorts <laughs> of players. Like, you know, and and they share their stories and that is empowering. And so, you know, first off, thank you so much for sharing this. I, I didn't know this was your first podcast. Yeah. You did great, my man. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I can clean up so I had a little bit of rambling, but you know, this this was important to me. Like you were a major, major part in my journey, and you still are. And just like that's just what my life is about. So that must just be the thing that I want to tell anyone no matter what kind of platform I have, like I really, I mean, we've all had it. We've been sick and literally nothing else matters when you're sick. And I think that everything in life sprouts from good health and that's what you guys are preaching. So yeah, I wanted to do this podcast because I I really believe in that. This is what I accept as truth. I think that that is what life is about. Get your health and then all the other stuff, wherever people's minds want to go, whatever, but it sprouts from good health in my opinion. Absolutely. And beautifully said. And thank you for sending that message over and over in those questions through Instagram all those years back and, and yeah. building to where I know you're a friend. We we kind of go back and forth like here and there. And uh, I always love chatting with you and hearing what's going on. And I mean, best of luck in the upcoming season. I know you leave for Montreal like in a day or so, whatever, and, and the season's yeah. starting soon. So I'm going to be rooting for you. I know everyone listening will be rooting for you. And and absolutely, let's keep in touch. And I'd, I'd love to like have you back on like as this continues, as you get better. And I know you're going to just kick ass out there and 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 talk more about this. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to come back on. I am going to keep bugging you about coming on my dad's <laughs> podcast now because I, I want people in that arena to hear more about it. And uh, I'm going to get you out to a couple more games. That'll be fun. So when I'm in town, like you're coming to games. I mean, it's cool. Just closing that up too. Just like, we were at dinner, like when I was in the minors, like I didn't know if I'd play another game in the NHL. Like I was in the minors when you first met me and we, we had lunch in the middle of New York and I was yep. late to lunch. And I was just <laughs> like, you didn't even know me and you waited for me at lunch. And now like, it's crazy how things come back full circle. And I'm playing at Madison square garden. And I'm getting you tickets. Like talk about a journey in life. And I just like, our relationship is really cool. And I appreciate it. I mean, that's the beauty of the journey. And I didn't know who you were, whether it'd go anywhere, right? No, it's just nothing. like a, a simple DM of some like and a few questions and it led into this. I'm so grateful for it. And then it builds into this and everything you're doing. And so thank you again for coming on. I mean, best of luck in, in the season, everything. And uh, yeah, let's let's absolutely do this. And I hope people follow you and become Montreal Canadian fans. That's right. That's right.
I appreciate it, Casper. We'll talk soon. And thanks again for having me on. Thank you. And if you're listening, you know, as Rem said, health is wealth. You really got to care about that and become your best advocate. Ask those questions. Be inquisitive as Rem was and reach out to people, even if you don't know them and you think you're bugging them, as I know you do. (laughs) No, reach out because that is, I loved it and I loved answer. And look what it became, became this awesome friendship and everything. So thanks again, Rem. And uh, yeah, till next time, continue writing your own healing story.